0: listeners, and welcome to the NK News Podcast. I'm your host, Jacko's Wetsuit, and it's Friday morning on April 3rd, 2020 in Seoul. And joining me via Skype is Caroline Koenig to go through NK News Month in Review for March that has just come out. Caroline Kearney is a recipient of the Global Korea Scholarship and begins a PhD in the Korean Studies Department at Yonsei University in Seoul this fall. Previously, she worked at the Center for Peace and Conflict Studies, a Cambodian NGO, where she also focused on Korean Peninsula issues. Welcome on the show, Caroline.
1: Yes, thanks for having me.
0: Okay, now you and uh, NK News and NK Pro General Manager Chatter Carol have just recently fit- put the finishing touches on the month in review for March that will be sent out to all NK News and NK Pro subscribers around the time this podcast goes up, which will be next Tuesday. Uh, Could you tell us in a nutshell what's in the month in review and why is it such a good product and why should people subscribe to NK News or NK Pro to get it?
1: Yes, so at the beginning of each month, NK Pro releases this document. It essentially summarizes the three most important news trends from eight different subject areas covering North Korea. So those eight categories are foreign relations, weapons of mass destruction, leadership, military, human rights, and human security, inter-Korean relations, sanctions, and then the economy. The document then provides analysis on why those the three developments in each category were important for governments, as well as for those in uh, the business community. So uh, the month in review then flags five of the most important news events from North Korean state media that month. And then it also forecasts the events that are likely to lead headlines and news on North Korea over the next month. So it, essentially, the month in review allows readers to more efficiently um, read over the key events from the previous month's news and at the same time also grab analysis so that embassies, companies banks and others can quickly understand how this affects them and as well as their uh, decision-making going forward.
0: Okay, and it's available as a downloadable PDF file to all subscribers, isn't it?
1: Yes, that's right, that's right. It comes in a monthly email and as well as is posted on the NK News and NK Pro website.
0: Okay, now I've chosen this month to uh, to talk about three of those eight topic areas that you uh, just mentioned before. Uh, those three being human rights and human security, inter-Korean relations, and the economy. Now, luckily you wrote those three sections, so you're best place to talk about them.
1: Yes, I hope that's right.
0: Let's do human rights and human security first. Uh, and we'll start with this one because it's uh, it's particularly timely amidst the global coronavirus pandemic to talk about human security at the moment. Uh, so first of all, who arrived in North Korea in the last month to assist with the fight against the coronavirus?
1: So two organizations, uh, Doctors Without Borders, or MSF, and UNICEF, Uh, Both confirmed that their medical supplies were delivered to North Korea at the end of the month.
0: And what about Swiss Humanitarian Aid? What have they done?
1: So they were reportedly granted permission to dispatch disinfection kits, um, as well as personal protective equipment to handle um, the possible spread of COVID-19. So those haven't been delivered yet, but that was approved this month. We also know in the month prior to that, Russia delivered 1,500 diagnosis kits uh, to North Korea as well.
0: Okay, so they've got some personal protection stuff, some diagnosis equipment, um, anything else? Do we know about any respirators or masks or anything uh, like that or sanitizing gel?
1: Yes, exactly. So as far as Doctors Without Borders was concerned, they were approved to deliver both personal protective equipment and diagnostic equipment such as masks, gloves, goggles, hand hygiene products antibiotics and Mm. stethoscope and similarly UNICEF was granted similar permission to bring gloves, masks and infrared thermometers
0: and what do we know currently about the spread of the coronavirus in uh, North Korea right now?
1: I would say we have two sets of information that gives us um, a picture of what might be happening so first we have what's confirmed by North North Korean officials through state media And secondly, we have estimates about the situation from U.S. and South Korean officials as well as some unconfirmed reports from North Koreans inside the country. First, if we look at information from the North Korean government, uh, they have officially denied having any positive cases of coronavirus in the country with their recent statement coming on March 20. Um, But we also know that they are highly concerned about the spread or potential spread of the virus based on a series of very strict measures they've taken within the country. So the borders have effectively been closed since early to mid-February. That includes flights, trains, and sea and road connections. We also know that strict quarantines were put in place, so North Korean citizens returning from overseas were given an initial 40-day isolation period, which was then extended by another 30-day medical observation period. A few other things state media has told us is that over 9,000 people have been quarantined. That was as of early March, although a March 27 statement said that most of those people had been released with just about Two thousand people still under medical observation. A few other things from state media are that schools and public sites have been closed, as well as citizens were reportedly strictly forbidden from gathering in public places such as restaurants. Um, that came end of February.
0: Okay, and and what's the uh, what are the unconfirmed reports about the COVID nineteen uh, in North Korea?
1: We have. Uh, Two statements by U.S. and South Korean government officials. So first, the U.S. Forces Korea commander Robert Abrams said on March 13, he was fairly certain the disease was already inside North Korea. And then in the CNN interview on April 2nd, he said their claim to have zero was essentially impossible. Uh, then we also heard South Korea's prime minister late March Say that the situation in North Korea was likely not good. And in addition to that, we have several reports from Daily NK throughout February and March of people reportedly dying from coronavirus or coronavirus-like
0: symptoms. Right. Okay. So we have some uh, unconfirmed reports, but the North Korean government is still maintaining that it it has zero actual cases. Perhaps time will tell on that one. And what about foreigners under quarantine in Pyongyang? Who's currently under quarantine in the foreign community?
1: So all foreigners living in North Korea were initially placed under 14 days self-quarantine, which was then expanded to 30 days. But then we heard early in April from the Russian embassy in Pyongyang that all COVID-19 related restrictions on movement for foreign residents in North Korea have since been lifted. There was also a flight on March 9 that took out Um, several foreigners, um, especially diplomats from a few embassies based in Pyongyang.
0: United Nations special rapporteur on the situation of human rights in the DPRK, Thomas Quintana, released his report on March 5th in the midst of all this what did he say about human rights in north korea
1: his his human right human rights report was rather grim once again he said that there has been no sign of improvement on human rights issues um, and that there's been no progress towards accountability in recent months his report went over uh several human rights abuses that have also been listed in previous reports, such as uh, control and surveillance over the population, as well as fears of arbitrary arrest. But this report was especially notable because it took a particular focus on the challenges relating to women's rights in the country. Several women uh, reported issues such as uh, domestic violence, as well as a lack of legal frameworks to prosecute perpetrators or provide protection to victims um and it also drew attention to menstrual hygiene management issues uh sexual exploitation in formal informal markets and cases of a cases of officials demanding bribes or sexual favours from women in detention.
0: Gee. uh, Now, what do you know about uh, sanctions relief related to COVID-19?
1: We know that a few exemptions were granted, but um, apart from that, it doesn't seem that there will be any um, formal relief. However, there were two statements from senior UN officials who asked for sanctions to either be eased or waived um, on North Korea and a few other Sanctioned nations. So the UN Secretary General, as well as the UN Human Rights Commissioner for Human Rights, in two separate statements said that they were quite concerned about the situation of COVID-19 in North Korea and hoped that UN Security Council countries would consider either easing or waiving sanctions.
0: Now, to the value-added part that the uh, month-in-review from NK News gives to its subscribers, why does all this matter to government?
1: Human rights and human security issues this month matter to government as it seems Initially in February, most reports pointed to what might be a very serious outbreak of coronavirus in North Korea, but there were several reports this month which pointed to the fact that North Korea may be gaining some confidence in their ability to handle the crisis. For example, from about mid to late March, North Korean military generals were no longer pictured wearing masks during military drills. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, a North Korean-linked Twitter account uh, pointed to some state media photos shared at the end of the month, which also showed North Koreans without wearing masks. Whereas what we saw the previous month was essentially every state media photo, photo had North Koreans wearing masks. Another interesting point is that also from beginning about late January, Every day, North Korea had uh, state media articles covering the coronavirus and uh, educating its people on steps to take to prevent themselves from getting the virus. But then this month, the tone shifted a bit, and on March 10, a state media article actually corrected readers of the notion that all coughs might automatically translate into Symptoms of the coronavirus. That was interesting because state media articles have closely linked having symptoms such as a cough with. The likelihood of having coronavirus. This is quite important for businesses who are linked um, to movement in North Korea. Um, strict anti-coronavirus measures are expected to stay in place for the next several months, at the least. So that will have quite a significant impact on those who want to enter, or exit the country, or need to. So yes, yeah, some some of the uh, sectors that will probably take the hardest hits would be um, international tourism. DPRK-hosted trade shows, which are expected to come up in the next few months.
0: Right. Okay, let's move on to uh, inter-Korean relations. Now, March was, in short, a confusing month for inter-Korean relations. Uh, Things had been looking pretty bad since the second half of last year. In fact, the last positive thing that I could remember is the Panmunjom mini-summit at the end of June uh, when uh, President Trump famously came over to meet with uh, Kim Jong-un and President Moon. And in March, uh, we had both an angry statement from Kim Jong-un's younger sister, Kim Yo-jong, and a nice chummy letter from Kim Jong-un to President Moon. Can you walk us through those two things, please?
1: Yes, interestingly, so Kim Yo-jong... Um, who is uh, infamously the sister of leader Kim Jong-un, as well as a senior official in the Workers' Party of Korea, released a statement early March reprimanding South Korea for being foolish for criticizing North Korea's uh, military drill, which happened late February. On March 2nd, the South Korean Blue House released a statement expressing strong concern over over the recent drill and said that The drill was not helpful to easing tensions. However, that was not so well received by North Korea and Kim's statement said the phrase, a burnt child dreads the fire, perfectly fits the South's response. So then there was quite a different tone in the letter from North Korean leader Kim Jong-un to President Moon. He said he will quietly cheer for his Southern compatriots amid the ongoing crisis. Um, And he also noted his unwavering friendship and trust in Moon, although he didn't make any specific reference to any sort of upcoming opportunities to cooperate with South Korea.
0: And what are we to make of that contradictory messaging from North Koreans' uh, top elite?
1: I think we had uh, two different uh, messages in one. So, for example, Kim Yo-jong's statement appeared to be a message to South Korea that North Korea will continue to conduct uh, military exercises and likely missile launches, that South Korea should be prepared for this and that their statements aren't necessarily welcome. But at the same time, Kim Jong-un's letter to President Moon had a very different tone. And I think the point here was to leave some space between the two leaders on a personal level so that when the time comes, for North Korea to start improving relations with South Korea. At least that relationship between Kim and Moon is still
0: positive. Now, In the middle of all this, President Moon called for cooperation on fighting the COVID-19 pandemic and even floated the idea of making masks in the Kaesong industrial complex that would be for the North Korean market. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yes. So several South Korean senior lawmakers asked um, that the Moon administration reopen the Kaesong industrial complex um, due to a national shortage in South Korea of face masks. But seeing as though reports from North Korea are quite grim about the spread of coronavirus in North Korea, it doesn't seem... Uh, to be quite a a feasible option. Um, In my opinion, that would be something a little bit risky for South Korea to do. Um, And as well as perhaps for North Korea to do as well um, with the ongoing outbreaks in South Korea.
0: Meanwhile, Uri Minjokiri, a DPRK state media outlet that targets South Koreans and the Korean diaspora, made some sharp criticisms about the South Korean government's plan to do something with UNESCO. What was that exactly?
1: So two state media responded to this and said that the true South Korean intention seemed to be to turn it into a tourist destination. Um, and to earn money from it, and then the other outlet said that they believe South Korea wanted to truly make the DMZ a permanent um, divide between the country.
0: Mm. Well, that's always a negative. Uh, a negative. Uh, trope in North Korea. Uh, Why does all this matter to the government?
1: So I think all this matters to the South Korean government because it's a message to them that North Korea is likely to continue drills and tests in the coming months and that relations are unlikely to improve anytime soon. But at the same time, the letter from Kim Jong-un leaves some space to allow for uh, relation, uh, repair of relations with Moon when the timing is right. It's also a signal that there's unlikely to be any progress in inter-Korean relations um, anytime soon. So that means stakeholders who were hoping for renewed relations to be able to move forward with opportunities that that's not um, as likely to happen. We also have to wait for coronavirus prevention efforts to ease before I think anything can happen. Um, on the inter-Korean space Um, and so that would probably be several months maybe well into the summer.
0: So there's no positive signaling at this stage for uh, owners of businesses in the Kaesong Industrial Complex or for Hyundai Asan?
1: Not at this stage, although I do think that would be one of the first topics picked up um, once the Kaesong Liaison Office is, is reopened, once coronavirus measures have eased.
0: All right, so let's now turn to uh, the economy. Um, what's happening at Nampur Port
1: so in early February, um, we saw movement at uh, both of the country's two ports, Nampu and Sunuju, slow down significantly. At uh, Nampu uh, specifically, um, there was a slowdown between uh, late January through at least mid-March, but that also seemed to pick back up mid-March based on satellite imagery. Um, there was a lineup of cargo containers parked at the port, although they seemed to be moving slightly quite slowly into the country, um, which is probably a result of a 10-day holding period that North Korea has implemented to inspect and sterilize the cargo.
0: Mm, okay, so it's a slowdown, actually, in processing incoming cargo, is it? I think
1: initially there was a slowdown entirely, and nothing seemed to be going in or out, but by around mid-March, it seemed that um, containers were getting through um, just very slowly.
0: Okay, and what what's... Um The news about the construction of this new hospital in Pyongyang, right between the Korean Workers' Party Foundation Monument and Mansuda Hill. What do we know about that?
1: On March 17, uh, Kim Jong-un, during a groundbreaking ceremony, both ordered the construction to begin um, as well as to finish by October 10 of this year. October 10 is important because it's the 75th founding anniversary of the Workers' Party of Korea.
0: All right, and at Wonsan Kalma there, the uh, the big... uh, Uh, tourism construction. Is the construction continuing there?
1: So it is continuing there and state media has implied that it's in the final stages and um, could be completed by its official April 15 deadline. However, it seems that it might not be as possible for two reasons. For one, tourism is banned in the country. So that site is definitely geared to foreign tourists. And secondly, some of the pictures and satellite imagery of the site show that cranes are still attached to the buildings and that thousands of temporary structures are still um, standing. So. Within a short amount of time, they have a lot of work to do. Satellite imagery analyzed uh, by NK Pro uh, last month showed that an area of land um, has been cleared next to the bridge, which may be becoming a customs office. And also there's a a small road that was built that looks like it's leading to that same area. Now the Highway connecting it on the North Korean side still has not been paved. So it doesn't seem quite ready to be opened as of yet.
0: And how were prices in North Korea last month? There were those uh, prices for staples that we keep a close watch on. How's that going?
1: So, yes, they seem to be stabilizing a bit over the month of March. Um, we saw an extreme hike um, in prices in February. But they seem to be stabilizing a bit this month. They're still but about twenty to twenty five percent higher than they were in December but a lot better than around 40% higher that they were in February.
0: Okay. Now uh, let's look forward to uh, April. What's going to be happening this month. Now April's always uh, a big month in North Korea. We've got some significant dates there. Uh, one thing that we will not be looking forward to in April this year is the annual uh, Mansuda International Marathon, which usually attracts uh, upwards of a uh, thousand international visitors. Uh, we, What's happening on April 10th?
1: So possibly in uh, yet another sign that North Korea is gaining some confidence um, in their ability to handle the coronavirus. They announced that um, the Supreme People's Assembly will go ahead and convene a a session on April 10th.
0: Okay, that's uh, a big big deal there, the Supreme People's Assembly. Um, I wonder if they'll all be sitting 1.5 meters away from each other. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, that would be interesting. And and whether or not they will be wearing masks, which I guess based on uh, the other recent uh, North Korean state images, um, they probably won't be. But mm. that'll be an interesting thing to look for in, in the photos. On April 13th, um, the UN Panel of Experts report is set to be published. Uh, reportedly, it will contain heaps of new um, sanctions violations, new evasion techniques by North Korea, as well as reports of weapon smuggling,
0: and of course, there's the Day of the Sun, April 15th, the most important day of the North Korean commemorative calendar. Uh, that's the uh, the date of Kim Il Sung's birth. What's supposed to be happening on that day?
1: So um, that is the target opening date for the one. Wong- San Calma coastal tourist area but due to the the ban on tourism and ongoing construction at the site we'll see whether or not um that opens um it could maybe just open through ceremony but not actually be operational until international tourism is in
0: right and uh, do you have any personal thoughts on whether we can expect to see any um Missile launches or projectile launches in April. We did have one on Monday, the 30th of March. So,
1: yeah, the month of March saw what seems to be the most missiles that North Korea has ever launched in a single month with nine missiles being launched throughout the month as well as several military drills. So, yes, I would expect that to... continue into April.
0: Wow. Uh, now, some final words on the uh, the Month in Review product. Uh, again, people should subscribe uh, to NK News and NK Pro and they'll get this each month. What, what sort of final pitch can you give to people to recommend it?
1: So, I think the Month in Review is super helpful for governments, businesses and others that need to follow North Korea um, and especially who don't have the time to follow it each and every day and right. read every detail. So you can just open up at the, open up the document at the end of the month, quickly read through, find the sections that are most important to you, um, to your business, or to your research, or whatever you're doing, without having to open a series of different articles.
0: That's a good summary. That's a good way to explain it. And listeners can find out more at the website uh, membership.nknews.org backslash north hyphen Korea, hyphen a hyphen month hyphen in hyphen review and we'll put the whole link on the show notes page to make it easier for people to get to but uh, yeah do consider buying a subscription and you'll be working on the uh the next month in review about four weeks from now won't you caroline
1: yes that's right um so um you can also look for next month's review um at the beginning of may
0: fantastic okay well that wraps it up for uh, the show for today thank you very much for joining me caroline kearney
1: thank you
0: Jacob. ladies and gentlemen that that wraps it up for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and also consider buying a subscription to nknews.org where you will always find the best and most up-to-date specialist journalism on all matters related to North Korea. Our thanks as always go to James Fretwell and Chad O'Carroll for facilitating the podcast and to Arius Dare, our post-recording producer genius, who cuts out all the extraneous noises, awkward silences, bodily noises, etc. Costs involved in the production of this podcast were partially funded by the Uni Korea fund, for which we are extremely grateful.